Shameless Media. No matter who you are, where you live, what you do for work, how rich or broke you might be, you're carrying around a secret. We all are. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Samantha Andrew. Hello. Hello. Not me already being on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Now, Sam, this is your first time on the show and I'm thrilled to have you in the co-hosting chair today. I hate to put you on the spot right from the get-go, but I want you to elevate a pitch yourself for the listeners. Absolutely, I can. Hi, my name's Samantha. I'm a composer, comedian, musical comedian, if we're going to be specific. Be specific. um, (laughs) In the cabaret and music theatre kind of world. And then I also make fun TikTok videos online where I play a whole bunch of characters. And I love them all. They make me giggle. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, love making people laugh and being a bit of a dickhead. And that's why I'm here unpacking secrets. Yeah. Now, Sam, to kick things off, I want to know. It's a very big question. So feel free to think about it for a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever betrayed somebody's trust by sharing their secret with someone else? I think because it's in my personality to be very comfortable to just go around and spread spread news if I think it's exciting. I make a real effort if someone's like, this is a secret and you can't tell anyone. I almost like remind myself daily, do not go and tell that news. So I wouldn't say a big, big secret. I've wanted to share really exciting news if like a friend's getting engaged or a friend's pregnant. But no, I don't think I've betrayed in telling someone else's secret. I Have you? I, not that I can recall, but you mentioned a pregnancy before and my sister is pregnant right now. She's near the end of her <gasps> her time, so she's almost about to give birth. But at the very beginning, yeah. she told me, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. And I, <laughs> she doesn't even know this, <laughs> but I told Mission Zara, that's our it. producers. Like, I was like, I can't keep it in. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. chances are, Amanda, finding out that I told my bosses were slim. Truly, so I felt like it was fine. Truly. As soon as you're told to not, I'm like, but I want to do exactly that <laughs> and tell everyone. I am tempted. Yeah. Like hearing the word betrayal, I can safely say no. Yes. And I'm not holding a secret right now and lying. What about the yeah. other way around? Have yep. you ever had your trust betrayed? God, I'm coming across boring on this. So I'm just like, no. <laughs> I live I a happy life. Yeah. <laughs> I, live a, I live a great, fruitful life. No, I don't think my trust has been betrayed in a very intense way. Well done, Sam's well, friends. Thanks. But you where, where are the juicy stories from me? I'm like, no, next question. <laughs> oh, I'm fully lying. I have had my <laughs> oh, trust. Here we go. Give us I the juicy stuff. I have had my trust betrayed. No, I was seeing this girl for a while that I was very keen on. She was American and I was just obsessed. I love an American. Anyway, tell for another time. <laughs> and I was obsessed with her and then I I was friends with someone. I'm like, not them listening to this episode. Anyway, that's fine. They and I became very close and then they ended up going home with (gasps) her one night and lied 
to me about it and said that it didn't happen. But I found out from this American girl that it did happen. And then I like remember calling this person up who, you know, betrayed my trust. Both of them did, let's be honest. But I remember calling them up, my heart like racing and being like, I'm going to expose it and I'm going to do the thing and being like mortified and the phone's ringing. And I was like, so what did you do last night? They're like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just went home, nothing crazy. I'm like, really? Because I've heard otherwise. <laughs> and it was so scary. But I remember my friend coming over and me like in a scene from a movie crumbling down next to my letterbox my friend just holding me being like this is so hard the queer experience is so difficult but yeah I would think they both have some remorse but who knows they're not a part of our lives anymore me being like the fact that I said no to this question then said yes means I don't think about it (laughs) we're over it guys we're bloody (laughs) over it so now Sam I asked you to prepare for me a secret that you can share with me and the listeners yes given every week we delve into one of the listeners secrets it's only fair we bring our own secrets to the table yep what have you got for me okay My secret, I once jumped on a train on the good old Frankston line and I walked and sat down. I'm going to really milk this story. Walked and (laughs) sat down on my seat and then this family got on with their pram and their dog and they were walking on. The dog was on the leash. The dog was a small Small dog, like a chihuahua. A, a shih tzu, uh, perhaps? A, a potentially That's shih tzu. the only dog I know. Freeze. I'll give as many details as I can. <laughs> this situation, though, flashed before my eyes. The dog, this is really sad, the dog fell down the gap <gasps> of where the train meets the platform yeah. and the dog was on the leash. So the dog is obviously hanging down, like it's fallen down. I just want to preface before anyone's like, I'm switching this episode off. The dog ended up being fine. So let, let me just yeah. say that now. But <laughs> I am embarrassed to tell this story because it was the moment that I realised that in fight and flight, my God, I am flight like no mm. one's business because the family went, help, help, please, can someone stop the train from, you know, going? Because if the train yeah. goes, then who knows what's going to happen? And they were like pleading with people on the carriage to help and I left. Oh. I just stood up and I bolted. I regret it because there wasn't many people on my carriage but something inside me went no I'm not dealing with this I'm not seeing a dog be like decapitated or die or I just bounced and I'm so embarrassed about it especially when they were pleading for people on the carriage to help but anyway it ended up being fine they ended up stopping the carriage other people actually did the right thing I did not. No, but I kind of understand why you made that decision because having to like actively yeah. opt into a potentially terrible situation, yeah. I get why you would want to just leave. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. if I go and try and ask the train driver to stop and I'm Truly. unsuccessful, what if this turns out to be my fault if something Truly. were to happen to the dog? And that's it. And my toxic trait is watching videos on TikTok of like people standing up for other people on public transport and being like, absolutely, that would be me. I don't think so. I become a shell of a woman and I yeeted the fuck <laughs> out of there. So that's probably my my secret. More on the lighter end of like deep, deep secrets, but the story is juicy. Thank you for sharing. And also thank you to the people on that train they who did do some <laughs> good Samaritans <laughs> that saved that fish on freeze <laughs> that one Friday morning. <laughs> Sam, it is time to hear today's secret. Every episode, we open a letter from one of the listeners. Yep. Each letter will reveal that person's deepest, darkest secret, a secret that they've never told anybody. You and I don't know what this letter contains just yet, but mm-hmm. we'll find out at the exact same time as our listeners at home. Now, I've got the letter right here for okay. you to read. Today's secret is from Olivia. It's officially time. 
Let's open the letter, which our producer Justine will narrate for everybody listening. Oh my god, you open letters the way I open. I just letters. ripped it. Yeah, I know. Oh, like no. I'm presenting an award at the Oscars. <laughs> my hands like shaking. You're like La La Land. No, yeah. wait, it's Moonlight. Sorry, guys, Moonlight. You won Best Picture. Uh, there's been a mix-up. <laughs> I've been holding on to this secret for more than a decade, and the guilt has been gnawing away at me my entire adult life. In order to tell this story, I need to take you back to high school when I was 15 years old. I was a pretty typical teenager in that I had desperately low self-esteem and a huge crush on the most popular boy in my year level, Matt. I loved basically everything about him, but there was one unavoidable issue. He wanted nothing to do with me. After months of pining for him, I noticed that he had a type. Girls who are edgier, cooler, and more mysterious than myself. While it might not make a heap of sense now, at that time of my life, I grew convinced that in order to make Matt fall in love with me, I needed to find out more about him. I felt that if I just had the chance to talk to him a little bit, get to know his interests and hobbies and quirks, I could grow closer to him in the real world. And that's where Eliza came in. Eliza was a fake online identity I created for myself in order to get closer to Matt. I found someone on social media who had the kind of look Matt found attractive, downloaded their photos, and created an email to go along with it. Eliza was who I desperately wanted to be, a girl who perfected all of my real-world insecurities. She was bubbly, outgoing, completely beautiful and charming. From there, I made a Facebook account and added people from my school, including Matt. What shocked me the most about being Eliza was how instantly Matt and I connected. Our conversations were great. We had so much to talk about and relate to each other on. As the days and weeks passed, Matt told me he had feelings for me, which felt like complete validation, as if my hunch that we'd actually make a great couple had always been bang on. Only, of course, Matt wasn't in love with the real me. He was in love with Eliza. I knew it was all so wrong and that there was a natural time limit on how long I could keep the facade going. But if I'm honest with you both, the high of the thrill from catfishing was enough motivation to keep going. It was such a small decision on one day that snowballed into a huge, all-consuming thing. Being Eliza was like a drug for me. The more Matt liked Eliza, the more I wanted to be her, and the more I lent into the fake world I had created. After a while, it wasn't just Eliza whose fake life I was inhabiting. I created a whole network of people who legitimized Eliza's existence, a web of interconnected friends and acquaintances who could keep my alternate reality alive. I even started using my mum's phone to give Eliza a phone number where the boys could call and text me. This went on for years and eventually consumed my high school experience. It extended far beyond Matt too. Eventually, I found myself talking to Matt's circle of friends and even connected Eliza with my real-life self – Through Eliza, I told the boys that we were friends, which I felt would make them warm to the real me and see me as interesting and likeable. And it kind of worked, only it also made everything so much more complicated too. Eliza would continually set up plans with Matt and his friends and, of course, continually flake out on them. I would get their hopes up and then crush them time and time again with stupid excuses as to why I couldn't meet them. I saw them grow more frustrated and embarrassed with every broken promise over the years, and yet I didn't do anything to fix it. Naturally, over time, I was exposed. The boys figured out Eliza's phone number was actually my mother's. 
They never confronted me about my secret in person, but the shame and mental spiral I found myself in was so significant that I stopped going to school. Soon after, I dropped out altogether. I've barely seen the men I catfished since, but on the rare occasion that I've seen any of them at a pub or bar, I've avoided all contact and been consumed with shame. I never owned up to what I did to them, and I never apologised either. I've never come clean to my best friend, who was on the periphery of all this for years and who I knew felt confused about who Eliza was. I feel such immense regret over it all. I wasted so much time and hurt so many people. For so long, I refused to let myself think deeply about it. But now that I've started as an adult, I can't stop. How can I let go and forgive myself completely? Sometimes I consider contacting Matt and letting him know how much it haunts me or confessing to my best friend what I did all those years ago, but I don't want to open a deep can of worms that won't help them. I just want to move on, but I don't know how. <sighs> I feel like after all these secrets, I'm just like, oh God, let out a big exhale. <laughs> yeah. So much in that letter stood out to me, mm. especially the fact that this consumed so much of Olivia's life and yeah. like the lengths she went to to create all of these different people and this is not like the most important detail ever yeah. but the fact that she used her mum's phone I know in, I went like what was the mum thinking about Truly. all this I was like how did the mum not see that this was happening I don't know I guess she's obviously disguised it very well one thing I'm kind of glad for as we were reading that I was like eep does this turn into a thing that she continues to do sounds like she did it yeah. and then stopped and clearly seems remorseful I was worried that when she was saying it was like a drug I'm like okay so this is going to start in high school and then it's going to manifest into bigger and bigger catfishing situations I'm glad that hopefully it stopped where it stopped our producers were curious about this too so chase this up with Olivia actually and asked her whether she has catfished since she thankfully hasn't Sam there is so much more to talk about but before we get there let's hear a word from today's sponsor Okay, Sam, the first place I want to start with you here, yes. past gut reactions and mm. initial thoughts, is whether or not any of this sounds familiar to you. What do you know about catfishing? I'm familiar with catfishing through the, the American TV show Catfish, which I've probably seen a handful of episodes. Yeah, I'm the same. With, uh, yeah. with the host Neve. Yeah, the host Neve. Yes. Exactly. That yeah, show yeah, yeah. was wild to me because a lot of the people who were being catfished oftentimes didn't believe that the catfisher was catfishing them. Like they were like, Truly. no, 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 this relationship is real. Like I don't believe yeah, you. And yeah, that's yeah. absolutely heartbreaking. And like that's what I remember from that show. Yeah. I also remember, I don't know if you recall, the Australian singer Casey Donovan went yes. public about her experience with a friend. Fake, fake boyfriend? Yes, for yeah, years, yeah, yeah, for yeah, like yeah. six years. Totally. And it turned out to be a friend. I remember that very well. And I think because my knowledge is only of, that TV show and it's a very American TV show where a lot of it is for the drama and the people that you are meeting are very much characters in themselves whereas this story to me like I don't know it, it hits you a little bit differently because these are kids and this is this is someone who was probably deeply insecure in high school that didn't feel like they were attractive enough or cool enough to have a chance with what they've said is the most popular person in school so that makes me feel sad whereas sometimes I watch the show like Catfish and you're kind of laughing along and going, this is madness, yeah. you know? Oh, it's no, sad. I, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. And I think I want to preface this on behalf of both of us. You can correct me if yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, of course. But I feel like I need to preface this by saying I do not condone catfishing of at course, all. Of course, of course. But this situation feels a little bit different totally. to me. It kind of reminds me of 
a show called Insight, SBS mm. Insight, and they did an episode on catfishing and mm. they brought in a bunch of different people, people who were victims of catfishing and mm-hmm. also they brought in a catfisher herself. Mm. And that was a really well-balanced show. They heard from a bunch of people and yep. you could really sympathise with both the catfishers but then, of course, the people and the victims and the families who've been affected by really, like, ugly behaviour, to be yep. honest. But the catfisher that they spoke to on that show said that it started in high school mm. and it was because she was looking around at her peers and seeing these beautiful white women and this woman was a person of colour and she felt like they looked more appealing and were more appealing to boys than she was and that's kind of where it started. So she would catfish and use white women as her like fake profiles Mm -hmm. and that kind of really like punched me in the guts because I was like, oh, I kind of – I can understand where you're coming from even though you've likely hurt a bunch of people. Totally. And look, this is absolutely not my gut reaction. This is – a 1% reaction from reading that letter. There's that tiny high schooler in me and it's not it's not really true but like there's that tiny high schooler in me that goes, oh, well, you know, he's the most popular boy and like so of course like people would try and catfish and like cool attention and I'm yeah. like, no, that's absolutely wrong for me to say. It's very interesting if we're looking at someone that is the most popular person. Absolutely no, they do not deserve to be catfished but I find it interesting that as I was reading that letter I went, oh, well, yeah, of course it's, you know, he's the most popular boy in school. It's bound to happen to someone like him but it's like, no – I have to feel sympathy for this man who's been led lied. on. Yeah. And who knows what that did to him. Truly. But I agree that there's like a a level of teenagerdom. That's not a word. That's it. No, That's teenagerdom. familiar here. Exactly. And I'm going, you know, was this person like in the locker room, me talking about a man being like, they'll be in a locker room. <laughs> Are they in the locker room with, all the, the boys. with all the boys being yeah. like, remember when you were catfished by that girl because you're so popular? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I wonder if he ever got to kind of grieve in the way he wanted to or if he had to grieve as like a high school popular boy with or, the situation. Yeah, if he was yeah. embarrassed, if he yeah. found out that he was being catfished and he'd already told his friends oh, I'm talking to this girl online, like she's super hot, Eliza. And then he has to kind of explain to everyone, I was duped, like I was actually lied to, I didn't catch on. I think that would have been embarrassing for him at least. I want to know if you have any personal experience with catfishing. Have you ever been catfished? Do you know anyone that's been catfished? I don't. I wish I did. No, I don't wish I did, but for the story purposes, absolutely (laughs) I do. Do you? No, the only thing I could think of was as a high school kid, I don't know if you did this or whether me and my friends were just weirdos, but we used to like at sleepovers jump on that website Omegle. Omegle. I've dabbled in Omegle. Omegle. And we would be like on video calls with people and people would play videos of celebrities. Obviously not real, but like hold it up to the screen or something or even like make their screen somehow I don't know play a video that they're pre-prepared of like Harry Styles we wouldn't believe it but like that's the closest I've ever been to being catfished believing that or thinking that I am speaking to a celebrity truly I think this is not catfishing but like I remember going on a date with someone that I had seen their profile on tinder and this sounds so dramatic but they arrived and looked the photos they used were them but from a long time ago Mm. and their hair was completely different the clothes that they were wearing was a very different vibe to what I saw. And I remember feeling like, wait a damn minute, but then also being like, but it's still them. So if I'm reacting to a haircut, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, that's like they've clearly picked photos from the past on purpose. But then on the other hand, they're maybe just really insecure about how things have changed. And that's okay as well. It's like it's not the haircut Mm. that offends me or or the change in physical appearance. It's feeling like, wait, this isn't what I was expecting. And then feeling like you're a bad person for having thoughts of like, 
Not me having no follow-up word. You know what I mean. No, I totally know The listeners know what, know what I mean. You know, guys, we love you. We're smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that I spoke to. So a couple yeah. of weeks ago, I hit the streets of Melbourne. I went to universities and asked young Aussies if there is any yep. excuse for catfishing. Ooh. And one of the girls I spoke to spoke about online dating and how there's kind of a link between online dating and catfishing. Yeah. Let's hear those responses now. Do you think there's any excuse for catfishing? Not really. I think you just got to be honest. If people don't like you. You know, there's someone out there for everyone. I think people do it because they're probably insecure. I don't think that it's acceptable, but I feel like I understand why someone might do it. No. 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 I've watched too much of MTV Catfish. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd say no. I think you should be your genuine self like as much as possible, especially if you want to connect with other people. It's better to connect with someone that you really are rather than connecting with someone who you're just not and you're just living a lie. Yeah. Catfishing is not I don't it. See, I <laughs> yeah. see why there would be a reason for that. It sounds just like wrong. Nah. Nah. Nah, I think it's shit. No face value. Yeah. No, not at all. Absolutely not. Not even a slight catfish. Because in the end, the person that's catfishing is setting themselves up for failure and also hurting the other person as well. So I'm a big no on that. Yeah, and I've had one experience of a slight catfish on a day and I was just kind of like, there's no point. No, nah. Just be who you are. I guess if you're insecure, that's something you have to deal with, but it's not a great excuse for catfishing, no. Right. Mm. I feel like we've touched on this answer between the two of us. Yeah. Is there an excuse for catfishing? It's quite an extreme display of deceit, but then also we can see the vulnerability behind the action. I think there's maybe an excuse for catfishing if it exists. It's weird, not through physical catfishing, but I think a lot of people lie on resumes to get a job or lie Mm. in a rental application. And I think sometimes people need to prove themselves to get in the room to then prove themselves in the room, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's sad, but completely understandable how the top pinnacle of catfishing is physical and there is, there's just no excuses for it. But sometimes with like work or personality catfishing, we turn a blind eye. Would you agree with that? Or Yeah. I, yeah. I would say that work catfishing, I don't know if I would describe it as catfishing. catfishing sure. I would just call it lying. <laughs> just massaging <laughs> the truth and yeah. totally. <laughs> but I think it's like yeah. catfishing is such a huge deal yep. because it's like about romantic relationships and people, sure. they let their guards down when they're in relationships. And so yep. lying in that sense is yep. a lot more impactful Mm -hmm. because you're like punching Mm. someone when they're kind of being so open and vulnerable with you. Totally. It's really interesting. Our producers gave us some research that I think you might find quite illuminating. Including the definition of catfishing, which is not massaging the truth (laughs) in a job interview. I'm like, I think job. And you're like, that's not catfishing. (laughs) I was like, like, just so you know. No, I understand. Maybe not catfishing, maybe like another, like dog fishing. I don't know. So this stat is, according to the ACCC, almost one in four Aussies say they've been in a relationship with someone they've never met in person. What? One in four. No, mate. How wild is that stat? And I One in four? Let's dissect it. Like, do you know anyone that has just been in a relationship with someone they've never met before, only online? Only online. No, I've had friends that have been dating someone that they met online for a significant period of time that live overseas and then finally go to meet them overseas, but- not for their entirety of their relationship. How about you? No, I have not. And I also can't really see myself doing it because mm. <laughs> I'm like quite an overthinker and I probably would have thought about all of the 
possible scenarios yeah. in which like where is that person from I want to know like I want to know who your friends are I want to know like yeah. whether this is legitimate but I think that it makes sense that people do go online to seek deep and mm. big relationships if they're like a bit more socially awkward or they find themselves most comfortable online. I definitely can yeah. see why people go there. What are we considering meeting though? Because I know that you can fake a FaceTime call, but I think it's pretty hard to fake like a proper organic interaction on FaceTime. Is that technically meeting someone? I think a lot of these catfishers just deny FaceTimes or they'll do like yeah. phone calls with voice distortions. <laughs> like, hello, yeah. it's Melanie. Oh, <laughs> God, one in four. That, that is, is shocking to me. It's huge. Now, we spoke about age before yes. and how there's some like a, a shred of relatability there in mm. terms of like being a vulnerable teen and yeah. feeling like I want to get this guy, but I don't know how. Yeah. How responsible do you think we are as adults for the terrible things that we did as teenagers? Because even though you might not relate to catfishing someone, yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. shit that you've done in the past that you maybe regret. Yeah, I think we probably need to be kinder to this person than maybe we want to be and I think aged that was the first thing that stood out to me 15 right yes 15 years old shit I was doing at 15 like if I think back and I really can't sit here all high and mighty me like well I wasn't catfishing people but yeah I was as insecure as the next person and I could not sit here and say without a shadow of a doubt that in a different life I might not have catfished myself do you know what I mean like I think age is is a big key factor here What do you think? Are you the same? I I agree. I think that 15 is arguably like the age where you're the most insecure. Yeah. And you're also like exposed to all this online stuff, the media, and being able to communicate with people, strangers or people that you like idolise so easily. Yeah. There's a lot of temptation there that I think as a 15-year-old you can't wrap your head around. You can't wrap your head around the repercussions of Mm. the actions that you do online. Mm. So I can definitely, definitely see how this has all unfolded sadly. Again, don't condone what she's done, but I, I understand what she was trying to do and where it was coming from. Yep. I also think, I don't want to assume her age, but it's giving technology generation similar to us, like growing up with the rise of technology. I think it's a pretty, you know, when you're a kid and when you're when you're a teenager, like you want to play with all the fun tools in your toolbox yeah. and something like that is the internet. It's like the same way as we went on Omegle or you go on Skype or you make a MySpace account or you go on Tumblr and you go into these deep Tumblr threads. The internet is exciting and it is, I can understand how she probably got swept up in this and yeah. it felt exciting and fun and thrilling when it's actually just dangerous and deceitful. And I'm also just like, worried as a woman to hear about a 15 year old catfishing because you never know the kind of creeps that exist on the internet exactly that could have taken a bite out of that as well you know I think this all brings into question what the statute of limitations is Mm. for this kind of thing like how many years have to pass for her to not be held accountable for a past life I don't know I think I'd be saying two different things if she was completely remorseful and had buried this and really moved on or if this was something she was bringing up as a fun party story then I think we'd be having two different conversations I'd be pulling a number out of my ass like five years like what do you think me just handball back no I I'm equally as confused about this I think yeah She's clearly still cut up about it. And it seems like she maybe wants to take accountability for Mm. this behaviour that she did as a 15-year-old. So I think it all kind of begs the question that she asked at the end of this letter. Like, how does she move on from this? Because it's clearly still weighing on her. Yeah. And I want to be able to give her some, like, clear-cut advice about what she's supposed to do from here on Mm. out. But I think that it's it's hard because we don't know where Matt stands on this. I don't know how he's dealt with this. 
if we're assuming that he was just like with the boys being like, oh, lol, that happened, yeah. kind of weird, but has moved on since then. And he's like a 25-year-old now who yeah. just remembers it as being kind of like a weird, funny maybe story yeah, from the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. I think go for it and reach out to him and be like, I don't expect you to forgive me. Yep but I want to give you some clarity and I want to give you some explanation as to why I did this. Absolutely. I think there's no, yeah, there's no harm in reaching out as long as she doesn't maybe expect a reply. I don't know if I was Matt, how I would deal with reading a letter like that because you, you instantly read a letter like that and you're like, would you want my forgiveness? Because I can't be fucked to tell you the truth because that's years of deceit. I don't know. It's a bit of a trauma dump just being like, Truly. Wow, this happened to me. Of course, feel for you, Olivia, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a bit like, this all happened. Please forgive me. So I think she really needs to emphasize, don't reply. Like, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't feel like I'm forcing a forgiveness on you. But yeah. if this has been weighing on you and this has affected you all these years since, I'm yeah. just trying to make it a bit clearer for you. I'm also like, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> My brain's like, and I think she should write a letter. And I'm like, <laughs> but hold on. I have like a physical letter. I'm like, he probably doesn't want her to know where his address is. And if she does know that, that's a bit cursed but I'm like it also would feel triggering for her to reach out via the internet the one place yeah. that she do you know what I mean it's yeah like, what's totally the right way to do that and even if you know say for example you know how some people go by different names online because of their career or whatever if she's now sought out his new if he's got a new profile or something that would feel triggering as yeah. well there's, there's no right way carry to do a it. pigeon get yeah. a carry a pigeon from anonymous oh, from anonymous <laughs> that's just scary oh my god sam that's all we have time for for today's episode of everybody has a secret thanks for hanging with me today thank you it's been a dream it's been very interesting to chat to you about all of this and as always thank you to everybody for listening if you have a secret you're itching to spill write us a letter and mail it to our po box you'll find all the details about where to send your letters in our show notes of course if the old school mail system isn't your thing feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com everything we read will of course be kept anonymous as for socials you can find us on instagram at everybody has a secret pod and on tiktok at everybody has a secret bye-bye now bye This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello guys, Mish here. I am the co-founder of Shameless Media. Thank you so much for giving us your ears and your mind and your time. We're so grateful. If you enjoy the stuff that we produce, may I recommend our brand new podcast, Style-ish. Style-ish, if you want to say it quickly. Style-ish, if you want to take the long way through It is our podcast for all things fashion, brand, business, and beauty. If that is in your wheelhouse, if you care about style content, you will love this show. It is, of course, more than just a show as well. It is a newsletter. It is an Instagram feed. It is a TikTok account. There is so much good stuff going out on Stylish every single day starting now. So in your favorite app, search for Style-ish. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. We are an independent media company and we would be so, so grateful for all your support. That's all for me, guys. Check out Stylish and have a good one.